Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We recorded our full Sunday review, all the games from Sunday afternoon. I'm not quite sure what happened to the audio, but I went to upload it before and it was completely blank. Uh, we don't quite have time to go through and record that again. About a 35-40 minute episode, which was very disappointing to lose. So we have got all the bloke in a bar content coming for you this afternoon. Normally I start with the Thursday-Friday games. We're going to start with the Sunday games here. I'm going to break it into three different podcasts for each game. So you can tune into those this afternoon if you'd like to catch up in your team. Once again, guys, a Apologies for that. Uh, not quite sure what happened there, but we'll try and be better in the future. Now, on to the Warriors versus Bulldogs. Battle of the assistant coaches. Uh, well, now, head coaches. So, obviously, uh, Webster and Seraldo were at the Panthers together. I'll tell you what. Both teams, 16-14. That's what you want to see. Like, low-scoring affair, grindy, gritty affair. Both teams a couple of years ago. There's no way they hold each other to that low score. It's a fucking blowout, and it's a it's a tit for tat, try for try. I love seeing that. Um, I think that I think the Bulldogs for sure are, are on the up, but the Warriors are the real surprise packet this year. They are looking. They got systems in place, and again, it's it's similarish to the Dolphin situation where because the Warriors have put together so many good performances this year, you forget that. When they made those recruits, what did we all say? You're kind of replacing like for like. Like, what's the what's going to be the difference? Mm. I'll tell you what the difference is. Andrew Webster. That's what the difference <laughs> is. And they look – I mean, will they play finals footy? Probably not. But I'll tell you what, they've gone from probably being in my bottom four to they're going to be a nightmare side for a lot of clubs this year. And if they were to sneak into eight – I would still be surprised, but I wouldn't be, like, mind-blown. I think I really like what's happening at the Warriors. I like the way they're playing. they still got um, <clears throat> oh my God, Metcalf to come back. I'm not sure where they're going to fit where they're gonna fit him. But, like, even a situation like, you know, Chance playing fullback, I always was surprised how quickly the Raiders were willing to just say Chance is not the guy. Like, just – he's just not the guy. And, you know, since being back at the Warriors, like, he's not he's – not, Tom Dravojevic or Tedesco. But I tell you what, he does a bloody job. Then you've got their, their backs who last year we could see all the potential. But defensively it was just like, oh, my mm. God. But now we're starting to see Vilea, Cossi, Pompey. Sometimes when they get the ball, just their athleticism and explosiveness is unstoppable. <laughs> it is unstoppable. Then you've got Montoya as well. Tomato Martin has been fantastic. 
Sean Johnson turning back the clock. Vanilla Blake, he's back to his best. Jackson Ford, as you discussed. I really like what I'm seeing at the Warriors. Like, this is genuinely... I know the Warriors break your heart, and I know they come out and they do this sometimes, and there could be in eight weeks we could be sitting there going, oh, okay, we're back to where we were a few years ago. But this is the first time in a long time where I'm seeing good, solid systems, good, solid foundation, building towards the future. I, like, when you look at this team on paper, they shouldn't be doing what they're doing, and yet they are, and that's a good sign of a good club. It feels like they're all moving in the same direction. Yeah. Most of the time with the Warriors, or like respectfully for pretty much their existence, even when they're going really well, it still feels like it's game to game mm. and there's no direction over an entire season. Like, oh, I thought it was fantastic that Jackson Ford came in game one, did really well, got a HIA the next week, and Webster, and oh, I think this is a big difference, said to him, you won the spot originally, it's yours. Mm. We're not going to fuck around, it's your spot, That that's your edge. And Jeezy repaid the favour yesterday, he was... Unreal forward. Josh Curran is 18th man. Mm. Hard to work out what's going out, what's going on there, isn't it? He's sort of he's been weirdly on the outer to some extent for about 18 months now. It's a very strange situation because they just resigned him like within yep. the last 18 months, pretty much. Very strange. Um, it's hard to work out what that's all about. Isn't that Ed Cossey? Hasn't he got some ability? Oh, How good was he under the high ball? Oh. He has so many big plays. Oh man, and had- pressure on him all the time. It's so reliable. Mm. I can't remember when it was last year, but there was a game last year against Melbourne where he genuinely might have had the worst game by a human being <laughs> of all time. Like, And I'm giving that as a compliment for how he's come back from that because I remember sitting there after that game going, I don't know if he can come back from that. Mm. Like, No one's ever going to f- forget the way that he played that day. He's been tremendous. He re-signed <coughs> during the week as well, so congratulations to him. Great bounce back. Oh, massive bounce back. And, you, and like the big plays he made, not only the catching the high balls, even one where... He jammed in. It was a try for all money. He puts his hand out, hits it up in the air, and then catches it, and they get the ball back. <laughs> Far out. Um, Viliami Valia, hopefully I'm saying that right, one try, a try assist, 164 metres, 53 post-contact, three tackle breaks, one line break, a line break assist, two offloads, 14 tackles. Like, th- these, these guys are, you know, they're not even close to household names yet, yet they're, you're starting to see, you know, what was the, I guess... If there was one thing that the Warriors could develop, it was a big gun outside back. And I think for a few years we were struggling to see that. I think we're starting to see again big, strong outside backs that almost strike fear into opponents. Like It used to be going to play the Warriors where you'd look across the field from me going, ah, like it's Francis Millie, like these absolute giants that were super aggressive, physically imposing. We're starting to see that again. For sure, and it's credit to the guy that found all these guys is um, Peter O'Sullivan, who's gone up there to the Dolphins, and the young guys he's got there, you know, Katoa, Bostock, Teague, all these guys. He's very good at what he does, and you can see that some of those guys that he found during that time and mm. signed up to the Warriors starting to pay dividends now. What do you think of the Warriors, Timmy? My favourite thing has just been their resilience this season. Like, their performances have been great, but they've had so many injuries, and... Injuries mid-game, even on the weekend, they came from behind to win this one. They lost Torhu, near Kore, Tamari Martin was later on in the game. And despite all this, they just backs against the wall. They're finding ways to win. They're not... They've had genuine excuses to go to water and let games blow out late. Like, no, nah, we've got a different attitude. And... Man, they've been tough. So if they can start putting a few games together, they don't have injuries. And, you know, the, the bench rotations aren't screwed up. Players aren't going to other positions. Mm. But I touched last week on Kempi, particularly in the forward pack. 
about the versatility of some of these forwards and be able, being able to switch between middle and edge. All these injuries happen. They're sweet. They've got players that can cover it. Yep. I mean, you look at their stats, like 88% completion, only missed 24 tackles. Like, that's, that won them the game. Like, that's what, you know, okay, were they as electrifying as they could be? Probably not. Uh, did they have a bunch of injuries? Yep. But that foundation of just grit and determination, that's one in the game. Especially when they pretty much didn't touch the ball for the first eight minutes. Yeah. It was all Canterbury early. And that's what, like, when I have a look at their outside backs and, you know, uh, Ed Cossie, 125 metres, Marcelo Montoya, 158 metres, they essentially only played 65 minutes mm. of football where they could run the thing because they didn't touch it for the first part. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Um, we've got to talk about it, the obstruction. Look, letter of the law... Black and white, yes, 100% obstruction. Would Reed Barney have got there? I don't think. I think there's extremely <laughs> minuscule chances that he would have stopped Sean Johnson. So it was a common sense call. Um, black and white, I understand why Doggies fans would be upset. So even if I said, you know what, wrong call, shouldn't have been a try. It evens itself out because uh, wasn't Cossey, was it Willem, uh, Was uh, Pompey? Kikau clearly raked the ball from Pompey. He clearly made a play at it. And he clearly scored that try. So if Doggies fans want to be upset and say, well, we would have won the game, it's like, well, hang on a sec. The kick out one was clearly a rake. Like he was clearly playing at the ball. All he needs to do is look at that last back angle and you can see him pulling at the ball. So I think it evened itself out in the end, to be honest. So Phil Gould has come out and tweeted, it was not an obstruction. Reed Marnie had no intention of tackling Johnson. I know they've always penalised these incidents and disallowed tries, but they've done so incorrectly. They got it right. And then when someone tweeted um, about Marnie had eyes on Johnson... Phil Good said wrong. Marnie admitted that he had eyes on oh, Fanua Blake. Good from Gus. What Marnie admitted that he... Yeah, privately to Gus. But Gus has put it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. Good. I mean, uh, look, I guess, but the ref doesn't have all that information. Like, it, I still think it was technically an obstruction. But oh, it was a good common sense call. Uh, yeah. By the letter of the law, yes, obstruction. But I'm sorry, if you dummy to someone and go through it, like if there was a fullback there, what would have SJ have done? Drawn and passed to Adam Fanua Blake. He had to be there. Mm. I, I just, I, yeah, I, I, I think they, they got it exactly right. I, I like what Gus has done there. Bit dog to read, but I like what he's done <laughs> yeah. as a whole. But uh, yeah, it's a tough one. But I think I think it's rugby league. You're going to have support players coming with you. It'll come round, and it came round in that game because you got the good call for yeah. the kickout situation. So. If you're sitting there and you're saying that's the reason why we lost, it's like, no, it's not. It really is not the reason. But, like, genuinely, if he made that break 20 metres further up the field and there was a fullback there, AFB had to be there to draw and pass, right, to score. Mm. Like, well, I think the black and white ruling is, is like, it doesn't matter of what could have Vanilla Blake done. All that matters is, was a player obstructed in making an effort to a tackle? I think that's just the black and white rule. But I agree with you. Like, I, yeah. I, I think common sense is like... But if we're being black and white, if AFB makes a break, if his mate makes a break, is he meant to just stop and watch him? Like, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm not sure, but all, all I know is, is the way it's been... Well, that's the only way he avoids that black and white rule in that situation, though. As in, you're saying that... Well, you could make the argument that he stopped it after the line or fucking... So you think black and white, it's not an obstruction? I, by the rule book, it is an obstruction. I, and I understand that. Mm. But I'm sorry, if SJ trips over and falls over there and mm. AFB standing back five metres away so that Reed Marnie can run through and get nowhere near SJ, they don't score. Oh, I, I think we all agree it was a common sense call. Mm. Yeah. But I can understand people then, like, if you're a Bulldogs fan, you're not looking at common sense. You're looking at black yeah, and no, white. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. You know, it went against you. 
I think it evened itself out, though. You know, it's a 50-50 call. That could have gone either mm. way. The kick-out one, I mean, I don't even think that's 50-50. 50-50 call could have gone either way. In that instance, the doggies got it. In that instance, the doggies didn't get it. it. It'll just be tough if something like that happens in a big game later this year and it decides a game. Mm. I, I don't think we've solved that problem. And I don't know what the pro- how you solve that problem, to be honest with you. But I It's just, just going to be a case-by-case basis, I think. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah the NRL's going to fuck it up. We don't understand that. But as you've already, as you said, like, it balances itself out. You yeah. get that call again, you know. I think we need to drum into, you know, even, and we're all guilty of it, we're all guilty of it, but just understanding that the calls always come around. They always come around. Timmy, what do you think? Yeah, not a heap to add, lads. I thought a great win for, for rugby league fans just in being a common sense call. You were scoring it every day of the week. Black and white, yeah, it was probably an obstruction what we've seen in the past. Consistency is what we're going about and... The issue is going to be there's going to be blow-ups in the future because it'll happen again in a week's time and it'll be called an obstruction, and that's where the issue is. Yeah, for sure. But I, I'm happy to see it called a try. Well, it's like head highs. Like, we talk about consistency, and then one week a guy head highs a guy. The week before, it was a 10 in the bin. The next week, it's not 10 in the bin. And so, but, yeah, anyway, the right team won, in my opinion. I so, really hope for their sake that Toru Harris isn't out for too long. Looks mm, like he will yeah. miss a bit of a stint. But I had a mate who said to me, I say, oh, he came back out in the second half. I went... That guy's so tough. He could have come out on an ACL or done something wild. Yeah, he's, he's a monster. He is an absolute monster. And I'm glad he's starting to – all his hard work is starting to pay off, you yeah. know, leading from the front. Now, onto the doggies. Um, I think, like, okay, at the start of the year, you would have said on paper this doggy side should probably beat this Warriors side. Um, but their whole spine is new. Um they're at, you know, they're over in New Zealand, so it's an away game. I think it's a little bit different if the doggies were at home than you would expect the doggies to get the win. So, although they lost, I, it's not that disappointing. They kept the Warriors to 16 points. I, I like what I saw. Like, if anything, um, the Reed Marnie situation is interesting. He, he does have a tendency to have some games where he, like, he'll miss quite a lot of tackles. And I don't know whether is it worth giving him a 10 minute rest. Like, I'm not sure. Can they afford to waste an interchange? I don't know. Because he's too tough for his own good read. Like, he goes after everything. Um, Max King, he bounced back from last week. Um, I thought he was quite good in the middle there. 124 metres, 48 post con- uh, forty-eight tackles, only one miss. Hayes Perham is definitely growing on me. Mm. Um, I think that Soraldo is trying to go the route of a Dylan Edwards-type fullback. And I love Hayes Perham's effort. I love that he just stays in games. He keeps turning up, keeps turning up. And hopefully that ball-playing side of things eventuates. Like, you know, 20 runs, 179 metres, three tackle breaks, a line break assist, a try assist. Uh, Karaz, he's got all the pizzazz, Karaz. Love him. <laughs> all the pizzazz. Uh, 192 metres, 27 runs, 58 post-contact, six tackle breaks. Uh, Jake Averillo as well. I really like Jake Averillo at centre. I think we finally found his position. He's been awesome. Yeah, he, look, is, is he the biggest centre in the world? Obviously not. But he just has, A, he's really strong for his size, but he's got that silkiness that can get Karaz the ball when he needs to. Uh, so, I yeah. Every coach coming up against Canberra would have on the whiteboard, right to left, dummy out of dummy half, mm. Averillo. Yep, Full absolutely. Full doing extras this week. Because um, he sells them. Oh, fucking oath he sells them. Uh, I think Fano's been actually a bit better as well. A lot more adventurous with his play, trying to take on more responsibility. Uh, what do you guys think of the doggies? Yeah, I think Fano's getting better week on week. I would, and I, I think I heard Brandy talk about it post game the other day that 
just want to see him have a few more runs. Mm. Take the line on just a little bit more because he's he's now got guys around him in Avrilo, Kiraz, and your boy, Jacob Preston. That if he does start to run a little bit more, he can create a heap there, I reckon. Mm. Yeah. But I, I just think Canterbury, they're going to be a – they're a long-term thing. They're not a five-, six-week project. They're going to be a long-term thing. And hopefully we can talk about them next year as the real deal. Top eight at least. Yeah. I thought um, Alamotti – He's come on really well over the last few weeks. 18 runs, 160-odd metres. Just building confidence. He looks Each week he looks more confident. Yeah. Um, I know that we said um, um, Flano's going good, and I, I completely <coughs> agree. But uh, another little update on our little mate, Carl Oluwapu, in New South Wales Cup. Scored a try on the weekend. Had a line break. What I like, though, we said last week he made 12 tackles. He missed six. Made 24, missed one on the weekend. Oh, yeah, nice. 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 Timmy, what do you think of the doggies, mate? What I've loved is that they've still got this, you know, the injury crisis to the middles, Luke Thompson, Tavita Pangai Jr., Chris Patolo. While they've been light on through the middle, they've taken, mate, this the Penrith Panthers-style approach. And with Seraldo and Gus Gould at the helm, it's no wonder. But like just how impressive the back five have been. So four of the five... CT Dub fullbacks ran for 160 plus metres on the weekend. And while they're light on through the middles injury wise, these blokes are filling the void there so well. They're so explosive. There was a moment there where they were coming off their own line, and it reminded me of something I've mentioned a few times in the last few weeks, but around the, the Blues a couple of years ago and, and Latrell and Turbo and how they were just firing through the middle. And I think Karaz had the first run. He offloaded. Fox was flying off the back of him, made another 15-20. Avril, I was ready to go off the back of that. Everything they were doing was at such speed and such intensity. I think the back five have been tremendous for them. And you could say the same about the approach the Warriors are taking with their back five because mm. they're just eating so many yards. You compare it to a team like Melbourne where they're not getting these metres out of the back five. They are light on in the middles and they're doing it tough. And I know Melbourne won on the weekend, but, yeah, I think the Doggies back five with that Penrith blueprint, take the workload off the middles early on in the set. I think it's paying off and we'll see a lot more of it. Yeah, good signs for the doggies. Good signs. Now, store shout-outs. IGA Berry, IGA Milton, uh, Bombardieri, Bombardieri Supercellers just stacked up on both midi and lager. So if you're in Bombardieri, check out a new midi. Dicey Riley is in Wollongong and IGA Belmore. So make sure to get into IGA Berry, IGA Milton, IGA Belmore, Bombardieri Supercellers and Dicey Riley's in Wollongong. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.